Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Walk On Weekly with your hosts, Nebraska men's basketball players Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. This is Walk On Weekly. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. Once again, I am Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. We got the host, as always, Jeff Grace the third. <laughs> he just pops his mic off. Yeah, I'll pop you out there so you can work on that. Uh, and Sam Hoiberg as well. You might have to get Austin in here if he's listening to come and help you out. <laughs> here, tell you what you do. Tuck the elbow down and then just hold the mic. And we can do that in the meantime. What a start. <laughs> Dear Sam, uh, I'm going to open it up with you while I help Jeff out. But obviously, uh, Team USA does not win it, does not get third. Real quick thoughts on you while I help Jeff out with this mic. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things that's come from it is LeBron assembling the Avengers after everyone lost. I don't know if you saw that, but there's been a ton of memes on Twitter about um, LeBron basically like photoshopped onto uh What's his name? I'm blank, Captain, blanking. Captain no, I'm blanking on his name. Nick Fury. Oh, yeah, <laughs> He's like that. the Avengers, Avengers assemble or something. He's got like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, all those guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, obviously extremely disappointing. I thought that team was still good enough to win it. But uh, I just feel like those other national teams play with so much passion. And it's almost it's hard to gather that sometimes when we don't have the same guys playing every single time. and. Mm-hmm. I don't think it means as much because they're more focused on NBA stuff. Not those whole teams are not other teams are not always made up of all NBA players. So and, and watching them win was really cool. So mm-hmm. I was really impressed with like Truder's performance and even other guys like Daniel Tice. Yeah, I know Dylan Brooks had a great time. Dylan Brooks, <laughs> yeah, wow, he played great. Never, I, I mean, he never really thought did. I'd hear that one. No, yeah, was we it? were we were kind of, everyone was kind of hard on him for obvious reasons. Yeah. He wasn't playing that great either towards the end of the NBA season. But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised, and it does seem to every time the U.S., especially with the World Cup, it's not as big deal for the Olympics. You can argue, but I feel like that always gets a response every time we lose one of those. Like you see the super teams come together. So I think. With the Olympics, what's it like? It's thinking LeBron, they're gonna try to get KD, they're trying to get Steph. Yeah, like no one's beating that team. Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Devin Booker. Uh, yeah, Devin Booker, Darren Fox. Yeah, Darren Fox. I think Draymond Green might be the weakest link. No, that's not even really a weak link there. (laughs) He'd be good to have on that team just to be a Mm -hmm. team player because you have so many ball dominant guys, but. I think if you put all those guys together, I mean, obviously they're not losing, mm-hmm. but they have it. Like the 2012 team had really good, really close games with Spain in the Olympics. Yeah, and that team, they looked like they'd be everyone by 60. So who knows? I mean, the rest of the world is getting better. So I'm not 100 percent like saying we're going to beat every team by 50. I do think we definitely win though. Yeah, I would say we'd win too. I mean, just around like with the offense and everything with like Steve Kerr still being the coach and everything and getting them the right positions and like them kind of like bouncing off one another would help a lot, especially like those group of guys. And like, it allows them like create shots for themselves. Like they can all pretty much create shots for themselves besides Draymond. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you need Draymond on defense and yeah. I feel like you have all the right pieces that you need to win. Yeah. I guess Draymond, he is. I, I, I should go back on that because I do still consider him as one of the best help defenders, 
But he, he's so good in that position, especially on that Warriors team. Now, let me ask you guys this. And his communication is so important. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, whatever you think of him, he is a pretty smart basketball mm-hmm. player. He gets he knows how to get on players' skins, but he's also, like, you see him on defense, and he never, he never, I mean, he, he does get the flagrants every now and then. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there's a fine line with him. Last season was a little rough. Uh, with the fouls, if he can stay clean, though, he's a he's, very good defender, regardless. Yeah, so. Still a great defender. But let me guys ask you this because obviously, this is kind of the topic with the U.S. losing the, the World Cup. Do you guys think the NBA finals winner should be dubbed world champions? You guys <laughs> had to know that was coming. I've thought about it a lot, and I don't think it's just, it's, I don't hear the word, the word coin that often when NBA teams win world champions anyway, so I think it's kind of a stupid debate. Mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily they should be called world champions because they didn't win a world championship, but they would win the world championship if there was like the best NBA team in the best league in the world by far. And I don't and like people saying that them losing in the world cup was like a reason to say against it like i'm looking at both sides here yeah there's still a bunch of nba players on those other teams like they are playing in that league with like so that's that's kind of both sides i don't know i kind of see it like i kind of do see it as a world champions just kind of what you said the best players are typically going to go to the nba yeah like you have Jokic, you have Giannis, you have luca all those guys like yeah for their countries they're great but they're playing in the nba <laughs> so like, I do kind of see it as world champions. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, I guess, you know, as the world gets better, but I do think of the NBA as kind of the world champions. Wait, I mean, it doesn't need to be, like you said, a necessary title. Yeah, I, I, it's a I'm fine sp- with it. I'm completely fine with them calling them world champions, but they're not. So I don't. I see the other side of it because mm-hmm. they beat the rest of the American teams. And I guess there's one team from Canada, but... <laughs> <laughs> I find it pointless, to be honest. I mean, you're it's, it's really tough. arguing about nothing. So, like, at the end of the day, like, I mean, world champions or not, just go with it. I mean, it's kind of fun. It is what it is. It's been around for so long, them calling themselves the world champion. So, like, why would you stop it? Like, why are we stop trying to stop it now? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what makes it interesting. It's just kind of coming up now. Exactly. This has always been a thing. Exactly. But now. But now it's so important mm-hmm. to, like, bring it up. And, and then, of course, topic. the U.S. loses the World Cup. It doesn't yeah. even get third, which is going to add fuel to the fire. No doubt. Uh, but, yeah, it, again, it's kind of a, like you said, you're not playing the world. <laughs> It would be cool if there's some sort of system where the NBA Finals, whatever the next, whatever you consider the next pro leagues out there, just do a head-to-head exhibition just to I see. Like a, a Champions League deal would be yeah. cool. I don't know if you get enough quality teams to like. It'd be pretty top-heavy. A EuroLeague, I think best EuroLeague teams probably could be a decent NBA team. I don't think they'd win anything, obviously, but those are really really good players i don't know how good those other leagues are mm-hmm. in the world but uh i think spain's probably up there yeah well i think, the well, I think a lot of those european teams from those countries like they play each other so it's kind of like the champions yeah. of europe like there's a euro league team in mm-hmm. turkey euro league team in spain germany whatever mm-hmm. so seeing those teams play would be pretty cool i think but, it'd be uh, interesting for sure it'd be something different that we haven't seen mm-hmm um that would be cool to do like in the middle of the season kind of yeah. instead of doing that mid-season tournament with nba teams exactly get some foreign teams in there instead and it's like u.s kind of versus the world type of deal See, and sweet. it's bringing way more revenue than it already has uh-huh and then guys like luca Giannis, Jokic, it's like they're off you know the u.s side they're going and like you compete for i guess the world quote-unquote <laughs> title and you just do it there in the middle of the season 
I think that'd be better because I'm still a little curious about this midseason tournament. I'm still not fully optimistic that this thing's going to work out. Like, do you guys think half a million dollars is enough to get the best players in the NBA to care about playing through that midseason tournament, given its single elimination, so that you don't have to go through a whole playoff series? Well, they are changing the load management thing, mm-hmm. so I think that will help a lot and to get like the key players to play in this tournament and um while they playing like i feel like since it's like the first time they're doing this this season uh it'll bring a lot more like uh insight kind of nba basketball again once like that it used to have it doesn't have that anymore and it's like losing a lot of revenue because of like players are sitting out uh they don't want to play load man like the load management kind of stuff so like i feel like It'd bring a lot it's gonna bring a lot of attention, which is like the thing the NBA needs right now to go in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Especially during the middle of the season. We mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. It's such a it's such a drag to kind of get through that. And real quick, since you brought it up, I do want to mention up the rules. So under this new rule, it's not in play yet, but they're they're in the process of putting it into play. Under this rule, a star player will be seen as anyone who has made an all-star game or all NBA team in the past three seasons. And if you do sit those players for no reason at all. It's $100,000 for the first violation, so load management game, $250,000 for the second, and a million additional for anything after. So that's going to be – I'm going to be curious to see how NBA coaches handle that. Yeah, that will be very interesting. Do you think some just bite the bullet and take violation one, violation – Violation one and two probably wouldn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, half a mil is still – Third and fourth one might. Is it, half, <laughs> wait, is it half a mil for a second? Is that what you said? Yeah, so the first one's – or no, excuse me, it's just a quarter mil. So, but the and second that, one, wait, that's so 350000 that Out of the organization, is that what you said? Like, yeah, the, the organization is going to be penalized out I of think, their pocket. I think those first two aren't terrible. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably willing to bite that bullet, but anything after that, I mean. Definitely goes up. I think there's going to be a lot there. of finessing the injury reports. Most definitely. Like, yeah. I think that's what I'm kind of seeing out like of Like finessing the system, kind of? Yeah, like yeah. we're going to find ways to list guys as like legitimate injuries that mm-hmm. – you know, it's kind of how are you going to tell them now? Yeah. Like knee soreness, stuff like that. Like you can kind of test that. But if being if Damian or if LeBron James says he has a sore knee and they sit him out, are you really going to penalize them? Yeah, it's going to be like a big, like almost kind of test year for these like new NBA rules with that. I mean, no idea how that's going to go. And then obviously the in-season tournament, I feel like the ratings will be good year one. And then after that, you kind of have to see mm-hmm. just because it's the first year of it. I could be wrong because the plan I thought would be a dud as well, and that turned out to be awesome. It's That's honestly true. some of my favorite parts of the yeah, playoffs really like now. The Everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like now you hear about it a lot more because, like, I feel like you have to like wait for it all to develop, like give it a few years. I would say because how long has the plan been for? Uh it's just year two. two. Yeah. It's be year three now. So I feel like it's making it more interesting, mm-hmm. especially at the end of the season when like it really matters at the end of the day. So I think. Like, Sorry, keep, keep going. going. No, you're good. Well, I, I was just thinking one way you could easily fix the plan issue of guys not playing art is maybe you could do an auto lock for play-in spot. Hmm. So those teams on the lower end will be playing super hard, and the teams in the middle will be playing super hard. Maybe the teams at the top won't care as much, but if they don't want to see a certain team have a chance to make the playoffs or something like that, they're going to have to. I like that. Hard. An auto lock put more in it than just uh, half a million dollars. For sure. I think an auto lock is a way bigger deal, obviously. So those teams that are around the 10, 11 range that think they can make it, those teams are going to be playing like it's the playoffs. 
That is true because if you get that auto lock too and you still end up having a really bad season, that's not going to affect your draft pick either. Yeah. So it's also going to incentivize them to keep, you know, obviously keep playing hard. And if they do start losing games, you know, it's not the end of the world. You still got that auto lock and you can build off that playoff momentum. Who knows what happens? I think that is, you know, a way better idea. That I guess that was my kind of my biggest problem. I just, there's not enough, not enough incentive. Half a mil is nothing to stars. No. Obviously, those, I mean, those lower. Like Spurs, for example, like there's not a ton of big contract guys on that team, so they're gonna have dudes that really want to win and get that half mil. But is it just gonna be those teams with not a lot of big payroll guys that are gonna be playing hard? It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because then second place is only a quarter mil, and then I think third is a hundred. I don't even know if third. I think third gets a small, small check, and then everyone else is kind of. I don't think anyone's gonna send it. I think it's just first, second, third. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's enough incentive to kind of get those guys to play. I do want to ask you guys, we got five minutes left. I want to try to figure out who do you think out of these duos? I saw this on Bleacher Report, and it's a pretty good argument. The best duos, if you had to rank them, you got KD and Steph, Nikola Jokic and Luka, Giannis and Dame. Out of those three, what is the best duo? Say it one more time. Good. Number one, you got LeBron James, Steph Curry. The second was it duo. LeBron or was Kevin it KD or you said LeBron? KD first? Oh, did I said coming around. LeBron James, Steph Curry. That's the first LeBron pairing. LeBron James, Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's second pairing one. is Jokic and Luka. And then the second one, or excuse me, third one, Giannis and Dame. Giannis and Dame. I go LeBron, Steph. We'll see how good LeBron is this year. I don't see him really slowing down. I don't, mm-hmm. I think that's just an unstoppable duo right there. Then. Giannis Dame and then Jokic Luka just because really hard to hide two guys on defense anyways and both of those guys are not very good defenders Luka doesn't play defense and Jokic just can't <laughs> so yeah that, that would be obviously a ton of scoring but defensively that would be a struggle that's kind of where I was at I, I was I was leaning towards I think uh LeBron Steph is the easy one you got to because that just makes the most sense their their play styles yeah. can match up very well uh, but it would be kind of funny trying to watch Steph Curry have to guard a guy like Luca the entire time. Is it like a two-on-two tournament? Is that what this is? Is it? Yeah, just to just half court, oh. full court. Yeah, but it's oh, just two-on-two. I, I thought it was like, like on a team. We can do on a team. Well, I want to do it that two way. Two-on-two makes it a little more interesting because mm-hmm. I think on a team is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down twos then. Just legitimate two v two. Two v two. I think I'm honestly just gonna go Giannis and Dame, Giannis and just because Dame. that's that's ridiculous. That's a, yeah, that's I think a tough combo two right on there. two. Mm-hmm. Wow, that'd be but Giannis Yo- and Dame Jokic versus Luka, LeBron. They, they might never lose the ball. Get it. <laughs> Let's make it take it. Wow, that's that makes combo. it way harder. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis and Dame, that's a good. I think I like Giannis and Dame just because Giannis is such an elite defender. Yeah, and I think he could easily keep up with LeBron at this age, and he plays his heart out. No matter the circumstance at all, like when he's actually playing, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but, we all know what you're saying. But, We've seen him walking up the court a few yeah, times. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I would, I think Giannis and Dame. Yeah, it's kind of funny because the only, I mean, what's the difference there is you're rating Giannis better than LeBron at this point in the career. Yeah, I think because so. you're not taking Steph over Dame. I think Giannis is top three, kind of unanimously at this point, and LeBron's not. He's still top ten, but he's not top three. And then my my thing is like Steph, obviously greatest shooter of all time, still top five in the league player. But uh, I feel like playing five on five almost definitely suits his game better than a two on two because you come off so many screens. Like mm-hmm. two on two, you don't have that at all, obviously. And Dame is ISO; he can get 
ton of buckets ISO, and then Giannis is so hard to stop as well. So I, I would go with them. Yeah, that's a force to be reckoned with right there, especially with Giannis in like just like the perimeter, and then you got Dame who can shoot from anywhere, just like kind of like stuff. So that'd be just hard to guard overall. And then also, I feel like with like I mean, Dame isn't the best defender, but <laughs> no, I feel he, like he's, he's like that for most. Of his I feel career. like having Giannis back there would help him a lot, definitely, especially yeah, just chase around 2v2. the perimeter. Yeah, put a two-on-two two tournament in the All-Star Weekend. That would be fun. I've always wondered why they don't do like a one-on-one where, hey, one-on-one and the players get to pick who they want to go up against or the fans vote who they want to see. People suggested that. Do you think it's like something with the players that they don't want to see that? I don't know if they've like thought about doing that before, probably. I don't think they would take it it serious. Like maybe just do it like quick, quick games. That's what I'm saying. Like to 11 or 21. Not even. I think like five because those guys aren't going to want to go to a full 21 one one game in a full bracket. But if you do like really quick games where you got to score and guard and it's more urgent, a lot more urgency, I think that would be really fun to watch. My problem even, with even that, if it's though, all ones and just go to three and have a whole bracket of guys playing 1v1. My only problem with that, though, is you get a you get your three-point shooters that just get hot. Like, that's just going to be so boring. <laughs> it's just going to be well, like check three, check three game, next game. But if it's all ones... Oh, I see what you're saying. All yeah, once, so you got to drain three yeah. threes in a row. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, I like that. You got to get three buckets. Let's or figure four, this out. Four, five. Be, for me, who I think would win, I think would win um, in a one v one tournament All Star Weekend. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I, the defense. I guess if you're gonna, if someone's actually gonna win that, you're gonna need defense on top of it. Kawhi Leonard would be a good one, especially all He's around sneaky. too. Yeah. He's got a nice midi. I don't know if I can go. Have to dribble. I don't know if I can't pick Kevin Durant. So hard to guard. Mm-hmm. And he's one. got length to guard. So that's that's a good one. He's, yeah, he's probably the best one v one player maybe in history. People say he's up there for sure, and I I don't see people stopping him. The only problem would be the centers. I wonder if you'd have to break it down into categories. Definitely dribble limit, so they can't just back you yeah. down. Yeah, I think dribble limit because you're, you're gonna have those matchups between Steph and Jokic, and it's not obviously yeah. Jokic is gonna get the ball, and if you're doing make it, take it. Steph's not, he's not yeah, gonna get it back. Say there's three dribbles, maybe mm-hmm. he'll miss a jumper. Jokic wouldn't try in that anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetical, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting because. If Steph gets the ball, three dribbles is enough for him to easily get by Jokic. So. Mm-hmm. And we see him with Giannis. He needs one to get to the yeah. to be able to dunk the ball. That's, that's <laughs> insane. Yeah, he's one of those guys that just full full steam down the court. You're you're not going to get in front of him. He's going to throw that down. Kind of we talked about before last week, but De'Aaron Fox, another one of those guys. Like if he gets the edge on you, you're not going to get in front of him. You just have to let that go. Uh, with that being said, though, we do got to go ahead and throw it to our first break. We'll talk some more NBA here, possibly some college troops as well, and uh, maybe college football. I don't know if we want to get <laughs> into that. With that being said, though, you guys can always join the show, 402-464-5685, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Again, I'm Harris Starnes here with Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. We'll throw it to break and catch you guys on the other side.